Hi! Welcome to Ghoul Gals. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Julie. And today we are talking about alien abductions. <gasps> do, 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 do. Wait, no. I mean, what's a. That's a little bit more of a like an overarching like long haul kind of theme. True, 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 true. Twilight Zone works. Twilight Zone works as well. Yeah, I was just watching one that had um an alien abduction. One of the new ones or one of the old ones? Old ones. I don't like the new ones. I still haven't. I've only watched two of them. Yeah, it's like. You get into it, and you're like, whoa, like, interesting. I like where this is going. And then the last ten minutes just ruins the whole thing for you. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, the opposite of the original series, where sometimes right. I'm like, where is this going? Like, come on, get get me there. And mm-hmm. then it does, and you're like, what? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, today we're talking about aliens. We, for as much as you love aliens, mm-hmm. I think we've only talked about them once. Yes. Uh-huh. Or twice. And I love, I love the concept of alien yeah. um, abductions or sightings mm-hmm. or I, anything living among us. Yeah. Ooh. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I can take it or leave it, personally. <laughs> but this, I mean, reading about abductions freaks me out. Oh, no. Be, I mean, just because it's so, like, is it real? Did mm-hmm. it really happen? Mm-hmm. Could it happen to me? You know. Yeah. I love also the parallels between um, alien abduction stories and sleep paralysis. Um, just because, like, we all know, if you listen to the podcast, I have that sometimes. And sleep paralysis, sleep not paralysis, abductions. Not abductions. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and how people who have sleep paralysis can think that it's an alien abduction because it feels like there's someone in the room with them. Interesting. Um, or it's kind of like an out-of-body experience, yeah. which I've never had that part of it before. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, it's kind of a cool <laughs> thing. I had... You've never had an out-of-body experience when you were... Mm-mm. Nope. Hmm. I've had, like, people in the room. I've had voices. Yeah. Uh... When I was little, I realized now looking back on it, I thought it was like a really bad, vivid dream. But uh-huh. um, I think it was sleep paralysis where Yikes. there was like someone at the foot of my bed, and it was like um like a TV static person. Which when I watched, there's like a there's kind of documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. um, called The Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they showed it, and as soon as they showed it, I was like, Oh no, <laughs> that was me! Oh, like God. little baby Julie mm-hmm. had that. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, so I kind of love how that yeah. is kind of misconstrued, or maybe not misconstrued. Who knows? I don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm very up for anything, whatever. <laughs> yeah, very well could just be sleep paralysis, and yeah. But it's interesting when other people are involved in abductions, like when other mm-hmm. people see things happening to other people. Yes, because we're not all experiencing sleep paralysis. Not the same one. Anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we all have our own brand. I also, speaking of out-of-body experience, um, I had a dream last weekend that I died, Ooh. but I did not wake up <gasps> when I died. Oh. So in my dream, like, I was in a car accident, and, like, it was, like, um, over, like, this grassy hill. Like, I, like, no, not a hill. It was, like, I, I drove into a ditch, and, like, the car flipped over, and I, like was projected out of the oh. windshield, didn't wake up, oh. <laughs> wasn't in pain or anything, but yeah. didn't wake up. And then I, like, 
rose from my body mm. and like looked at myself and the accident and looked at everything around me and was like, oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is it for me. No. And it was really scary and it really messed me up the next day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I've never ever in my life experienced anything like that. So I like became a ghost in my own dream. <laughs> But, like, it's not even, like, I was a ghost. I started out the dream as a ghost. I started out the dream alive. alive. Oh, and no. then I died and became a ghost. And it was very, very upsetting. Oh, my gosh. Very vivid and very weird. Yeah. Um. Whoa. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure you also have, but when you die in a dream, you wake up. Yeah, you're like, <gasps> you're like <gasps> Or, like, right before you die, like, you know it's imminent, mm-hmm. but you, then you wake up. Yeah, you, you, but... you stop yourself. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That's interesting, though. At least it wasn't a, like, a terrible experience. It wasn't like you died in your dream and went directly to hell or something. No, No, but it was, like, I mean, I, I like, I I think I was helping, helping someone do something. And and I think, like, and I was, like, oh, my God. (laughs) I can't do anything anymore. You know, like, it was just, like, realizations, like, oh, my life is done everyone will no one will ever talk to me again you know Ugh. oh my god it's it's especially weird because i generally don't remember my dreams mm-hmm. um and this one i remember like, very very well <laughs> whoa so anyway yeah so yeah uh, dreams <laughs> analyze that dream dictionary <laughs> mm. uh so anyway <laughs> So let's talk about aliens. Aliens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so mine is called the Gundaya Mackay incident. Mm-hmm. Gundaya and Mackay are both cities in Australia. Oh, cool. FYI. On October 4th, 2001, in Gundaya, a town in Queensland on Australia's eastern coast, mm-hmm. Amy Rylance, her husband Keith, and their business partner Petra Holler. That's a fantastic name. Petra Holler. Petra Holler. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're settling in for the night on Holler's property. The property was being developed into a winery called Whispering Winds. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so the three of them were living in a caravan annex. So what this is is essentially like an RV or a mobile home. That has, like, an extension put onto it to create extra space. Okay. So, um, when I googled this, it, it just showed, like, art camping RVs with, like, tent-like extensions. Oh. But this one seemed to be more of a, like, an act- like a more semi-permanent thing. Like, an actual walls and stuff, not just, like, nylon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, by 9.30, Keith was already asleep in the bedroom in the caravan, which would be, like, the RV. Mm, 9.30, sounds like me. Yeah. (laughs) Accidentally falling asleep? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Too much whispering winds, (laughs) wine. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Petra was in her room in the annex, and Amy remained in the lounge area of the annex, watching television and listening to the storm outside. Mm. Shortly thereafter, Amy fell asleep on the couch. Petra reported that she woke up around 11.15 p.m. and walked into the lounge area of the annex. 
directly in front of her, coming in through an open window of the lounge, was a, quote, rectangular beam of light, end quote. Yes. Inside of which was Amy. <gasps> what? Oh, no. <laughs> and she was still in the position that she had probably fallen asleep in. So she was just, like, laying, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Flapped on a yeah. couch. She wasn't, sort of she wasn't upright or anything. She wasn't awake. Wow. Several items from the nearby coffee table also roamed within this mysterious beam of light. Oh, no. Yeah. So they're bringing a tissue box with them. <laughs> yeah. <or something. laughs> Couple coasters. <laughs> Petra followed the beam looking for its source, and outside of the caravan annex complex, she could see the light stretch back towards a disc-shaped object <gasps> hovering at tree level a short distance away. Ooh, so it's very close. That's an alien ship. Yeah, that's definitely a <laughs> UFO. <laughs> Then, overwhelmed by fear and confusion, she lost consciousness. Fair enough. <laughs> so she... Just make yourself pass out. You don't want to see that. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking when I, <laughs> when I was looking at this. Uh, Petra it was unsure how long she was unconscious, but she believes it was mere minutes before she came to. When she regained consciousness and became aware of her surroundings and, like, you know, remembered what she had just seen... Uh, she screamed as loud as she could. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, girl. Like, wow. Her scream woke up Keith. Um, although I don't know how he didn't wake up from this, like, beam of light mm -hmm. shining in the right. RV window. He's a deep sleeper. I guess so. I probably wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anxious, agitated, and scared, Petra tried to explain what she'd seen to her friend, but made little to no sense. <laughs> Even if she communicated it with complete calm, there's no way that it would have made sense. Re you know, so regardless, no. like he would have been like, what the fuck are right. you talking about? Like, there was a beam of light, <laughs> and your wife was whisked out. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> You're drunk. All the coasters were all around her. <laughs> So Keith noticed a tear in the window, in the open window of the annex, mm -hmm. and then saw all of the items that had once been on the coffee table on the ground directly beneath <gasps> the window. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he went outside and searched frantically around the property, but Amy was nowhere to be found. Oh my gosh. When Keith returned, Petra began to explain what she had seen, and Keith realized that according to what Petra was saying... Amy had been taken by some, quote, otherworldly intelligence, end quote. Mm -hmm. But he refused to believe this. I mean, okay. Right. Sure. I don't know that, that, that I would believe that immediately. Like, I think I would need some time to be like, you're probably right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? I would look for every other reasonable explanation yeah, first. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So then he went back outside to search for Amy again, and... Around 11.40 p.m., Keith called the local police. So this is like 25 minutes after um, uh, Petra woke up and saw the beam of light. Okay. So it's all very quick. Yes. Around 1 a.m., Constable Robert Marangna and another read, officer... Read my Marangna right? <laughs> Uh, Robert Morang, Morang, I don't like it. There's an N where there shouldn't be an N, I feel. Morang, like. Morang, it's Morang. like Moran G-N-A. 
Marangna. <laughs> anyway, so he and another officer, who is unnamed this whole time, mm-hmm. uh, arrived at Whispering Wind's winery. By the time they did, faced with no other explanation and with no reason to doubt Petra's credibility, Keith began to accept the bizarre incident. This is when Keith is finally like, like okay. Okay. Yeah. Because he can't gone. find her. There's no trace of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, from their perspective, the police in attendance didn't know what to expect and were prepared for a number of grim scenarios when they first arrived on the property. Mm-hmm. When Keith and Petra claimed in all seriousness that a, quote, spaceship, end quote, had taken Amy from the caravan as she slept, they were presented with a situation they hadn't remotely considered. (laughs) Sergeant John Bosniak arrived at the scene shortly after, and the three officers, um, Marangna, Bosniak, and the unnamed man, (laughs) or woman, Mm -hmm. uh, would conduct a search of the property and the surrounding land. Like Keith, they found no sign of Amy and no clues as to where her where she could possibly be. They did, however, examine and take samples from around the torn screen. And they also noticed on the outside of the property under the open window, two flowering bushes. Hmm. One of them on the left-hand side closest to the window had evidence of exposure to extreme heat. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Uh, It was during these initial investigations of the property, as a missing person's case was in the process of opening, that the phone rang in the main caravan. Mm. Keith answered and spoke to a woman calling from the town of Mackay, nearly 500 miles away. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. 500 miles. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. She claimed to have come across a young woman confused and dehydrated at a petrol station, which for you Americans is a gas station. Thank you. (laughs) She had taken the woman to Mackay Hospital, and after finding out her identity, was now calling to inform Keith that she was safe. What? 500 miles away? Yes, so let me paint a picture. Okay. So, around 11.15 p.m., Petra wakes up and sees the light. Mm-hmm. By 11.40, Keith was also awake, unable to find his wife, and decides to call the police. Okay. The police arrive on the scene near 1 a.m., and as they are investigating the scene, a phone call comes in to let them know that Amy is in a hospital 500 miles away, which is an eight-and-a-half-hour drive. What? Yeah. <laughs> and it's been, like, two-and-a-half, maybe? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Three hours, like, at the most, at the probably. Most, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck? So it was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else it could possibly be. <laughs> so following a medical assessment and examination by doctors at the Mackay Hospital, Amy Rylance was questioned by the police. Mm-hmm. What she revealed was not only fascinating, but due to the seriousness of the incident, it would find its way onto the official record. Nice. Amy claimed that she remembered lying on the couch and falling asleep there. Mm-hmm. Her next memory was of waking on a bench in a, quote, strange rectangular room, end quote. All around her was illuminated, although she couldn't see any source of light. 
Mm-hmm. You're like about to explode with excitement. I love it. It's <laughs> so funny. Uh, the glow came from everywhere but nowhere. Mm. She looked around quickly. She was alone, yet called out to see if anyone would respond. A, quote, male voice, end quote, came from nowhere, telling her to remain calm and that no harm would come to her. First of all, don't trust them. Oh. Never trust a disembodied <laughs> voice. No. You're, you're fine. Especially no a male disembodied voice. <laughs> don't worry, honey. <laughs> uh, shortly after that, a sudden opening appeared in the wall of the room and a quote, guy, end quote, entered. <laughs> he was around six foot tall and had a one-piece bodysuit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that com- one-piece bodysuit. Covered him from head to foot. Like a onesie? Like a child's yes, onesie? a onesie. Yeah, a six foot tall man in a onesie. <laughs> <laughs> On his face was a black mask with holes for his eyes, nose, and mouth. Ew, gosh. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's scary. Yeah. Suddenly, very scary. <laughs> he spoke to her again, telling her to remain calm and revealing himself to be the owner of the voice that she'd heard before. Okay. So I guess it's she's recognized that it's the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> Tamber? Timber? No, Tamber. <laughs> it felt as though she had been unconscious for a considerable amount of time. Her mysterious host informed her that they were returning to, quote, a place not far away from where they took her, end quote. Which is not true, but to aliens, to you aliens. Know, it seems very, <laughs> very close. Right. <laughs> her next clear memory is lying back on the bench and drifting back to sleep. Mm. When she awoke, she was on the cold ground. Trees looked down on her menacingly, <laughs> and the smell of the ocean reached her nostrils. Disoriented... <laughs> And with no idea exactly where she was, she picked herself up and stumbled through the bushland. Which in Australia is very scary. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah. I hope she was wearing shoes. I bet she wasn't. I wouldn't be wearing shoes. I'm on my couch. I'm not going to wear sleep shoes. sleep on the couch? Yeah, yeah, there's no way. The aliens didn't give her any, like, hospital <laughs> socks, probably. Uh, she struggled on until she could see the welcoming lights of a petrol station. <laughs> Upon walking into the service area of the station, staff immediately noticed something was wrong and came to her assistance. Nice. Although she didn't make much sense, she would accept water and slowly began to feel a little better. She couldn't, however, remember her name or where she lived. Mm. It was at this point that the woman who had telephoned the Rylance residence spoke to Amy and took her to the nearby hospital. So I guess she had some kind of ID on her? I don't know. Hmm. Although, yeah, I wouldn't. If I was yeah. sitting on the couch, I'm, I'm the not, couch. not wearing shoes and I don't have my wallet. <laughs> so when she gave her statement to the police, she would reveal that although this had never happened to her before, when she was a young child, she had witnessed a, quote, large UFO surrounded by smaller objects, end quote. Mm. She would also sign agreements that allowed prosecution against her if any of her statements were false. Whoa. Yeah. So Ooh. That's, that's tricky. Yeah. As Petra and Keith were still a long drive away from arriving at Mackay, the police would book Amy into a motel for the remainder of the evening. Once they arrived on the afternoon of October 5th, so the next day, Mm -hmm. the three of them would go over what happened and attempt to put a timeline together based on their own accounts of the evening. 
They also captured several photographs of, quote, strange triangular arrangements, end quote, on her inner right thigh and each of her heels. Ooh. Yeah. Those are menacing places to find that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for that. <laughs> <laughs> Furthermore, she had only dyed her hair to blonde days earlier. However, and suddenly, they found distinct growth of hair showing her natural darker color. So she just dyed her hair, so her roots should not be showing yet, Mm -hmm. but they were. Mm. This last point is perhaps most interesting. Does that mean like her hair was growing? Yeah. (gasps) So it suggests that um, what was only a few hours on Earth was considerably longer for Amy. Oh, no! Yeah, wherever she was. Oh, no! Yeah. So she has a huge swath of time that was unaccounted for. Uh, With this in mind... She ran her hand over her legs, which she shaved regularly. Mm. They felt, though, as though she hadn't done so for several days. No. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Oh, no. Can you imagine? Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Oh, I don't like that. No, no. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I want my hair to grow fast, but, like, not... <laughs> <laughs> but not, like, at any cost. Right. The way that... Yeah, I'm did. not interested in being abducted to make it happen. <laughs> Or, yeah, you don't want to be knocked out for a couple months so that when you wake up, your hair's longer. Oh. (laughs) No, no thanks. (laughs) Who's watching me? (laughs) So the trio remaining at the motel immediately began researching UFOs and alien abduction. Nice. They eventually found the contact details of Diane Harrison at the Australian UFO Research Network. On that same afternoon, October 5th, uh, just 24 hours after the events, mm-hmm. they would relay what happened to Harrison. Due to the, quote, solid light, end quote, aspect of the case, Harrison wished to involve a fellow researcher and investigator, Bill Chalker, <laughs> whose own research was extensive in cases involving the phenomenon. So other cases that had seen, like, beams of light. Yes. Okay. Yeah. With their permission, she passed along their contact details at the motel and had Chalker call them. When he did, with their knowledge, he recorded their conversation, during which they relayed to him what happened. Hmm. Keith wished to contact the media as soon as possible, against the advice of the two UFO researchers. They told him to, quote, think very carefully, end quote, Mm -hmm. before doing so. So they're serious. Yeah. Like, obviously, you're not supposed to... You should not contact the media until you figure out what's going on, or at mm-hmm. least have, have had some time between the incident. Yeah. And think about how how that's going to affect your whole life, because people, yeah. like, weirdo reporters are going to be popping up out of every crack of every place. Every bush in the bushland. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. And ruin your life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in fact, according to the reports of Harrison and Chalker, Keith, although he hadn't wis- witnessed the events, appeared to want to control all aspects of the investigation. Ooh. Even so, the pair agreed to investigate the incident, mm-hmm. which is kind of them. Yes. They arranged to travel to Mackay and meet the trio who remained at, uh, at the motel that Amy had been in. On the way, again with Rylance's permission, the investigators visited the Whispering Winds winery and examined the site of the incident. They arrived on the property on the evening of October 9th and arranged to stay in the caravan annex overnight. Okay. 
From there, the case took an even more unusual and unpredictable turn. <gasps> yes. <laughs> While at the Rylands property, Harrison and Chalker observed the behavior of the family dog, who was being fed by a neighbor. Okay. It would often jump at the window with the broken screen, which Amy had floated through. Ooh. Although it could be coincidence, this could explain the apparent damage to the screen. So oh. there had been a tear. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also spoke to the police who had attended the property. Privately, they would suggest it their belief that the whole incident was part of an elaborate hoax. Mm. Mm-hmm. There were more twists when the UFO investigators arrived in Mackay shortly after. They had arranged to speak personally with Keith, Amy, and Petra. However, upon their arrival at the motel, they would discover that they had checked out only that morning. Oh. Yeah. Several voicemail messages went unanswered. Okay. Then, out of the blue, Keith phoned. After apologizing, he would state that they had been forced to move to a secret location due to a, quote, men in black, end quote, experience. Ah, Yes! (laughs) According to Keith, their car had been followed by a heavy-duty four-wheel van. I mean, most vans have four wheels. I know. Sure. Right. I was like, well, as opposed to what? (laughs) (laughs) He would contact them again several days later. However, he revealed no new information and left out their location. And that was it. Since that time, although the case is still officially open, the whereabouts of Keith and Amy Rylance, as well as their business partner, Petra Heller, remains unknown. What? No one knows where they are. Rumors persistently circulate that all three currently reside somewhere in the north of England. England? Yeah. Weird, because I, as soon as, like, hoax was mentioned, Mm -hmm. um, and they were talking about how they wanted to, they were in the process of starting a winery, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. cool, so they want to make it, like, an alien-themed winery, they want people to come because of this, but then they disappeared? Mm Mm-hmm. Then what's the point of making all that up? Right, so this winery has, I'm assuming, never opened. You know, they just, if they disappeared, they just left all of their shit, Mm -hmm. including their dog. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Rude. On this uh, development that probably never opened because they just disappeared. Uh, What? Yeah. So that's, I mean, that is why I was like, because I thought the same thing. As soon mm-hmm. as I read in the beginning that they mm-hmm. were developing a winery, I was like, this there is, is a hoax. Mm-hmm. They're putting this together so that they can get publicity. Yes. But but now they've just disappeared, so I don't know. It's very, it's very, very, very strange. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's it. They're, they're, no one knows where they are. Um, this This uh, article I got this from was... Published in September 2018 and updated in May 2019. Oh, wow. So it's very recent. Very recent. Yeah. Wait, what year did it happen? This happened in 2001. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. I love the air of mystery that always kind of pops up with alien yeah. abduction stories. Yeah, because I was, I was ready to be very disappointed that they just came up with this hoax mm-hmm. to get publicity for their <laughs> stupid winery. Um, Whispering wings. <laughs> I was just looking at the, the comments on this article, and mm-hmm. there's just one. 
from a man named uh, Donald L. Mercer, and he says, Demons are real and described in the Bible as products of the prince of the power of the air. And that's all it says. And his little icon is a koala. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it is. Just a happy-looking koala face. Well, Demons are real and described in the Bible as products of the prince of the... Ooh, whoa. He's yeah. in all caps. Power of the air. Yeah. Is he... I'm not sure if he's, like, commenting on this story or if he's just commenting on wherever he can. <laughs> he just copy and paste that same thing onto every article he reads. Does power of the air mean, um... Like, flying? But like he thinks a... that aliens are demons? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's the weird part, because growing up super religious, mm-hmm. um... I don't know if I just, like... I don't think anyone, like, told me this, but I was always just kind of like, I mean, if it's anything spooky or supernatural, it's a demon. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, don't trust it. It's the devil. It's a demon. Interesting. <clears throat> Which, I don't know. Maybe that's, I, I don't know if that's just something I picked up on, or if that was actually taught. I don't think it was. I don't, well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I I don't know that, like, your your mom would have, like, sat you down and been like, don't trust anything. By the way. But she did. I mean, she did say, tell us not to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Because it would... Invite it would things. Invite in. things. Yeah, that's what she's... It's yeah. true. Um, so... So I don't you know. You got it from... I know who you got it from, but... <laughs> I know where that idea came from, but whether or not mm-hmm. she, like, specifically mm-hmm. said that to you, I don't know. Right. And I mean, I mean, when you think about, like, the the Christian Bible mm-hmm. and um, what it says the afterlife is, yeah. it doesn't really leave room for ghosts. No. Well... No. But not really. <laughs> so, because <laughs> I was like, didn't Jesus pop up with, um... Those two, Moses and someone else, on that one mountain. Moses and... <clears throat> Moses and... Joseph? No. Someone... Like Abraham, maybe? Yeah, yeah, Abraham, probably. Abraham, probably. And so he popped up there, and so they were themselves, but dead. Yeah. So that's kind of like a ghost. But, like, most of the time it's like, if someone it's... is claiming... Which is which actually has a lot to do with horror movies, too. If uh-huh. someone... If you're talking to a Ouija board, mm-hmm. and the Ouija... Well, talking to someone through a Ouija board... <laughs> And they're no, like, you're talking yes, to the I'm your great uncle. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's never the great uncle. It's no. always a demon yeah. of some sort or something I mean, else. that's the whole thing behind, like, The Conjuring. You think it's a ghost at yeah. first. You think it's something, a ghost possessing Annabelle, for mm-hmm. example. Right. But it's a demon who's looking for a conduit so that he can take a human soul. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of... Horrifying. Because then it's like <laughs> any any supernatural something is just, it's a demon trying to get its little foot in the door. Yeah. A little hoof in the door, maybe. <laughs> a little cloven hoof in the door. Um, um, I mean, and, and with Moses and maybe Abraham, <laughs> whoever that was. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but, but with that whole thing, and it's, I mean, Jesus is bringing them back. It's not like they're trapped on the earth their their souls wandering around you know it's that i wouldn't even call those ghosts i would call like jesus brought them down from heaven for like a special appearance Mm -hmm. one night only (laughs) (laughs) 
it's not mm-hmm. like a ghost trapped in a house or something who doesn't know that they're dead. Like it's that's a very different, yeah. I think, thing. True. Like they went back up to heaven after that. Mm. I would assume they. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Elijah. 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 I should have known, like prophet <laughs> Moses and Elijah would. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I wasn't taught I definitely was not taught anything about ghosts at all. Mm-hmm. But um I think just naturally was like, oh no, they're not real. You know, like just through media probably more than anything else. Yeah. Um like Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> it's never a ghost. No. It's always like a greedy <laughs> yeah, greedy man. old man. <laughs> um but like I always assumed that they were evil, too. You know, I never was, like, I guess, except for, like, Casper. But Casper's, like, an exception. (laughs) (laughs) Not all ghosts. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The exception that proves the rule. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was, I mean, that's why I never watched horror movies when I was a kid, because I was scared of all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know, it sucks, because I generally think of ghosts as, like, just sad Mm. sad really depressing stories of people who don't know that they're dead and can't get to the other side Mm -hmm. or like have something they have to finish on earth but couldn't because they're dead yeah (laughs) you know but then I'm also like well I don't want to see a ghost (laughs) (laughs) right what was the thing that I that I sent to you oh here we go yeah yeah uh, Catherine Moreland is Jane Austen's most relatable character. She's all like, oh, I want to see a ghost. But as soon as she hears so much as a creak in the night, she's petrified. Like, bitch, me too. <laughs> so true. It's so yeah, true. Yeah, because I'm like, the idea of it fascinates me. But then I'm like, mm, uh, uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I was, I was walking the other night. And it was it was nighttime, mm-hmm. and I was just walking, and I like heard Why? this like cr- like creak or something, and I was like petrified. I was like, "This is how I die! What the hell am I doing?" Like you walking no, no, outside. No, no, no. Oh God! Yeah. Why? Because I don't know. It's the scariest. It's the scariest time of year to walk outside at night. <laughs> and I was like, then I just kept thinking, like, oh, like yeah, whatever. Just nothing is scary in the world. And then like one little like crack of like <laughs> a like a twig, and oh, I was yeah. like, I'm dying. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, that's why that's why when like when you're a kid and you hide in like a closet or something, mm-hmm. you're fine and then all of a sudden you're aware of how dark it is and and yeah. the space around you Ugh. and not knowing uh-huh. what's there and then you have to pee your pants. <laughs> <laughs> when I played hide and seek as a kid and I like hid in specifically in the front closet of my house growing up, um, there was like phone books and boots and like the flag. We put the flag in there. Mm-hmm. And but every time I shut the door, I immediately had to pee because it was so <laughs> dark. And I got so scared. Oh, like no. it, it was like the tiniest closet. It was just a front closet for like coats and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But you're like, there's just enough room for yeah. something there's sinister. Enough, there's there's enough room me. for me and something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Cool. So t- today, didn't think we'd be talking about demons no. in this alien episode. <laughs> right. Thank you, uh, <laughs> what was his name? Dennis Mercer. Donald. 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 Donald L. Mercer. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks, Mercer, Mister Mercer. Um, so, in 
Sao Francisco de Sales, Brazil. Brazil. In Brazil. Uh, in the year 1957. Oh. I know. This is an oldie. Yeah, my mom was one year old. <gasps> Mine too. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Uh, Antonio Villas Boas, a 23-year-old farmer, was working his fields one night to stay out of the hot sun. So suddenly, he saw what he described as a, quote, red star above him in the night sky. It's Mars. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure this one is not Mars, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but unlike any other star he had seen, this one began to move quickly and steadily toward him. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't, Mars doesn't do that. No. I've known Mars for a long time. I don't think he does that. They stay pretty stationary. (laughs) Uh, He soon began to realize that this was no ordinary star. As it approached, he noticed that it was in fact an egg-shaped aerial craft with a bright red light at its front and a rotating cupola on top. What's a cupola? Cupola. I had to look it up. Cupola (laughs) lights? That was a mini. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's like um, like uh, like old beautiful buildings. Like picture like Rome, okay. how the top of the buildings sometimes look like a big boob. Oh, a dome. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's like a dome. Oh, yeah. So the top of the egg is. I'm assuming it's a dome shape because eggs mm-hmm. look like that. Well, it's like I think it's like from the bottom circle. Oh. It's like a it's a UFO. It's like your standard looking UFO. I got it. Okay. I just read an article about how it's the year of the egg. About how eggs are really popular. What? Oh. <laughs> I thought you meant like, you know, like Chinese year of the dog. No, no, no. <laughs> it's the year of the egg. No, the eggs are uh, on trend this year. <laughs> what? Yeah. How? Um, Like eggshell colored things. And then like that egg on Instagram that got more, like the most likes on its post. <laughs> like... <laughs> The internet famous egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Like egg-shaped stuff and hmm. egg, like brown eggshell, you know. Okay. That kind of color is apparently popular. So it's the year of the egg. Cause, yeah, because it's trendy. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Um, weird. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So anyway. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> So this is fitting. This was ahead of its time. It is, it is. Yeah, yeah, 1957. Mm -hmm. So Boas was mortified when the craft began to descend onto the field, and it sprouted three, like, legs to assist in its landing. So it had the landing gear coming out. Okay. Figuring that this UFO was um, up to no good, (laughs) uh, Boas began to run for his life. Uh, He ran and jumped onto his tractor and gunned it, but traveled only a few feet before the lights and engine failed. Tractors don't go very fast. (laughs) It's true. I feel like you could run faster. He would have been faster running, yeah. (laughs) Um, So Boaz hopped off and began his retreat again by foot. But right at that moment, though, he was grabbed by a five-foot-tall humanoid being wearing gray coveralls 
Weird. I know. When you said that he was, like, head to toe in that outfit, I was like... A onesie. I know. I know another onesie yeah. clad. So this one's, like, really? a foot shorter than mine. <laughs> yep. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so five foot tall, coveralls, and a helmet. Oh. Doesn't say what kind. I was picturing, like, a construction helmet, but it's probably more like a... Like a, like a, like a fishbowl helmet. Yeah, like, like a, a pilot or an space. astronaut. Like an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> Like a like a like a nineteen thirties pilot. Yeah. Like a covering your head, full head. Yes. Thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So not like, not like, like a pilot now. No. <laughs> like a cloth hat. <laughs> I'm picturing just like a a, a basic nineteen fifties sci fi helmet. Like, mm-hmm. take me to your leader. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It had small blue eyes, and instead of speech as we know it, it began to bark. And yelp. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't imagine yep. what that would have sounded like. Um, mortifying. I think. <laughs> Just picturing that dog from This Is the End. Aja. <laughs> Doesn't know how to bark, so she just screams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That works. Barks and yelps. Small blue eyes and barks and yelps. Barks and yelps. Uh And then out of seemingly nowhere, three more of these humanoids appear. Oh. uh, And subdued Boas, dragging him to their ship. Yikes. Yikes. I know, violent. Five foot tall, though? Mm-hmm. That's why there had to be four of them to carry <laughs> An average-sized man, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh-huh. That's so, that's so small, like, compared to what I just imagine aliens being. Mm-hmm. I always picture them as being, like, seven foot tall, lanky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the body, the body of uh, Gumby from yes. the head of an alien. Yes, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, once they had him on their craft, the beings stripped him of his clothes and covered him head to toe in a strange gel-like substance. Yeah, I don't care for that. No. He's a sticky, sticky boy now. Um, Boas was led to a large semicircular room through a doorway that had unidentifiable red symbols written over it. Mm. Uh, But later, actually, Boas claimed he was able to memorize the symbols. Yeah, right, buddy. Um, and reproduce them for investigators. Mm. It sounds I like know. he went through a door that had an exit sign over it. <laughs> but he was, like, real messed up. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, hit him on the head. Yeah. He was, like, barely conscious. <laughs> what is that? What are those strange red symbols? Uh, so once he was in the room, the beings took blood samples... From Boas's oh no chin what I, yeah from his little chinny chin chin which seems like the worst place to try to get a blood sample from I mean yeah maybe for them there's some sort of <laughs> so artery they just assumed, or vein yeah they just assumed that we're the same mm-hmm. I mean you can get blood from there but yeah, but it's definitely not as easy as getting no, it because you'd have to like cut it or something and Ugh. then let it bleed Ugh. yeah weird weird very weird are they not this is not I thought also... aliens were smart <laughs> 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 this is also not the only time that we're going to talk about his chin so get ready oh great um so after the blood samples were taken he was led to yet another room and was left alone for about a half an hour 
Sounds like a little alien reprieve, right? Yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> so during that half an hour, the humanoids pumped some sort of noxious gas into the room, oh. uh, which made Boaz uh, violently ill. <laughs> was it laughing gas, like at the dentist? Because that made me violently ill when I was a kid. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I got my tooth, one, of, one or two of my teeth out, like my baby teeth. Mm-hmm. And I threw up. Like I was passed out. And then I woke up and like threw up <laughs> all over myself. <laughs> and then I think I went to sleep. I don't know. Oh, I mean, no. I was messed up. I had to, I had to leave um, wearing a uh, someone's scrubs, like <laughs> one of the one of the nurses. <laughs> oh, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. Oh no! Like yeah. baby Cassandra had too much to drink at a bar, and so someone had to like give her. I have a tendency shirt. to throw up when I have too much of anything. So. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Um, so not long after the gas had dissipated, another being entered the room. Uh-oh. This one, however, was a lady. Oh, God. She was, according to Boas, very attractive and very naked. What? <laughs> she's not attractive. If she's running around with five-foot aliens right no one in this situation is attractive <laughs> right you can believe what you want to believe boaz but yeah no 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 mm. with tiny blue eyes probably yeah. actually no it's barking about it later but um yeah barking <laughs> gross <laughs> sexy <laughs> so around the same height as the others about five foot uh she had a small pointed chin and large blue cat-like eyes the hair on her head was long and white almost like platinum blonde but is it Marilyn Monroe? This is messed up. <laughs> no, I think he's just imagining no. Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> uh, but uh, her underarm and pubic hair were bright red. Mm-hmm. Well, good for her for having underarm hair in the fifties. <laughs> Body positive. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, for it, it, <laughs> I feel like if he was making this up, he wouldn't have included underarm hair. It's true. Well. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he probably wouldn't have. Because no but... man, I mean, especially then, men's ideal woman would not have had uh, underarm hair. Yeah, probably not. Especially not bright red. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Horrifying. Um, as he said earlier, Boas was extremely attracted to her. Jesus Christ. Uh, and they had sex. After he'd just been violently ill. I know. So she walks into this room where he'd just been violently ill. There's definitely vomit on the ground. Vomit everywhere. Um, (laughs) Maybe poop. Yeah, I was just going to say, if he's violently ill, you don't really have any control over what happens. (laughs) Yeah, you got no choice. (laughs) He's covered in gel. Right. Okay. Oh, this is not a sexy situation. Mm -hmm. I love it. So (laughs) there's a lot of uh, weird things about this. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, During this act, uh, Boas noted that the female did not kiss him, but instead nipped him on the chin. So the chin's back, Mm. not in play. I don't care for that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) When when it was over, the female smiled at Boas, rubbed her belly, and gestured upwards. Boas. Looking far, too far into this, uh, took her to mean that she would raise their child in space. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So he's off the hook. He doesn't have to raise any children. <laughs> mm. I, okay, and I love, I love, I love this part because Boas really didn't need to add this next bit nice. in, but he did. The being seemed relieved that the, quote, task was over. Oh, God. And Boas began to feel angry about the whole situation. Because he felt like he was seen as nothing more than, quote, a good stallion <laughs> for these humanoids. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Yikes. This is like someone's weird, like, he, like he's like... Having this weird fantasy, like he's reading too much sci-fi, mm-hmm. he's having a weird fantasy about himself meeting an alien, Yeah, and like he's writing it down like fan fiction, <laughs> and then it just gets out of hand. Right. <laughs> and, he, and he's starting to be like, oh god, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, why would he need to add right. that? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so... Boas said that he was then given back his clothes and taken on a tour of the ship by the humanoids. But he wouldn't... He doesn't understand their barks. Oh, right? <laughs> they just walked around yeah. and gestured. <laughs> During this tour, he said that he attempted... This is rude. Uh, to take a device. It was kind of like a clock-like <gasps> a device as proof of his encounter. No. But, of course... Uh, they caught him and prevented him from taking it, because uh, he's an idiot. He's lucky that they didn't just straight up kill him. Right? <laughs> I know. They didn't need him anymore. No. Uh, so he was then escorted off of the ship and watched as it took off, glowing brightly. Mm-hmm. I can picture him just, like, waving in a field. <laughs> Bye. Bye! See you later. <laughs> <laughs> when Boas returned home, he discovered that four hours had passed. So, interesting. I feel like it should have been longer. Like, I'm in my head, I'm like, right? it's a full fucking day. <laughs> get all lubed up. <laughs> in a room full of noxious gas, yeah, you know. Get your blood lot. taken. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff for, yeah. for four hours, yeah, actually. Yeah, an entire tour of a ship. <laughs> right? Hmm. Uh, so, following this event, Boas claimed to have suffered from nausea and weakness, as well as headaches and lesions on the skin, oh. which appeared when he got any sort of bruise, like light bruise. Oh. Uh, eventually, he contacted Jose Martins, who had placed an ad in a newspaper looking for people who had had experiences with UFOs. Oh. Um, and upon hearing Boas' story, Martins contacted uh, Dr. Olivo Fontes of oh. the National School of Medicine of Brazil. Interesting. I know. Hmm. Uh, Fontes was also in contact with the American UFO Research Group, APRO. So he was already kind of in this weird UFO right. thing. Right. Fontes examined the farmer and concluded that he had been exposed to a large dose of radiation from some source and was now suffering from mild radiation sickness. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So writer... Terry Melanson states, I don't know who that is, but whatever, he states, uh, quote, among Boaz's symptoms were pains throughout the body, nausea, headaches, loss of appetite, ceaselessly burning sensations in the eyes, Ooh. cutaneous lesions at the slightest of light bruising, which went on appearing for months, looking like small reddish nodules, harder oh. than the skin around them, and protuberant. Ooh, uh, painful when touched, each with a small central orifice yielding a yellowish, thin, waterish what? discharge. What? <laughs> Super disgusting. Whoa. 
and then the skin surrounding the wounds presented a hyperchromatic violet tinged area. Violet? Violet. Um, so it sounds like he was having a not great time. It sounds like he has diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Mm-hmm. Right? Like those are yeah, when you get wounds and you can't they don't heal. And, yeah. Ooh. Or an iron deficiency or something. Yeah, nausea. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Boas was able to recall every detail of his purported experience without the need for hypnotic regression, which I guess some people who um, have these experiences need. Yeah. Um, Further, Boas's experience occurred in 1957, which is still several years before the famous Hill abduction, I guess, which made the concept Mm -hmm. of alien abduction famous and opened the door to many other reports. Um, so although similar stories had circulated for years beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, Boas's claims were among the first alien abduction stories to receive wide attention. Right. Researcher Peter Rogerson, however, doubts the veracity of Boas's story. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it sounds like a fan fiction. Exactly. It does, yeah. <laughs> uh, he notes that several months before Boas first related his claims, a similar story was printed in the November 1957 issue of the periodical... O Cruziero, and suggests that Boas borrowed details of this earlier account. Yeah, so he's subconsciously remembering the story that he read. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So Rogerson also argues, quote, one reason why the Boas story gained credibility was the prejudiced assumption that any farmer in the Brazilian interior had to be an illiterate peasant who, (laughs) quote, couldn't make this up. That is so rude. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I know. Uh, as Jesus. Eddie Bullard, I don't know who that is, uh, pointed out to me, <laughs> the fact that the Boas family possessed a tractor put them well above the peasant class. We know that uh, Boas yeah. was a determinedly upwardly... <laughs> determinedly Determinedly upwardly. <laughs> upwardly mobile young man, studying a correspondence course and eventually becoming a lawyer. Uh, oh, at shit. which news the ufologist then, who had considered him too much of a rural simpleton mm-hmm. to have made the story up, mm-hmm. now argued that he was too respectable and bourgeoisie to have done it. Uh. <laughs> right? Oh, End quote. God. So uh, Antonio Villas Boas later became a lawyer, married, and had four children. He stuck to the story of his alleged abduction for his entire life. Uh, and he died on January 17th, 1991. Oh, yikes. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was part of the reason why I liked it, because it's it sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that he's claiming <laughs> is too I'm, much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, any alien abduction story to me sounds ridiculous, because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> are, is it real? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> But this one in particular, I don't know. I was like, mm, <laughs> I don't. Hmm. <laughs> right, right. You, know? uh-huh. you just get those vibes from it. Mm-hmm. But and then you think about like which part was he making up? Like, like maybe it did happen. Yeah. Maybe he did copulate with an alien lady, mm-hmm. but she probably wasn't hot. No, she you know? definitely wasn't she hot. She definitely was not Yeah, hot. there's no way that there's like four four or five foot tall dudes <laughs> in coveralls mm-hmm. walking around, and then there's like this tall 
Oh no, she was the same height. Same height. Same height. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But regardless, this five foot uh, blonde woman with big blue eyes rather than than beady small <laughs> blue eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just walking around, like, the, her only weird thing is that she has a pointed chin. Right. So does Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's nothing. Right? Big deal. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. There's, There's no, no way. way. There's no way. And uh, whenever people also say that, like, the alien looked human, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm no. done. No. Like, no. it's either, like, a weird, uh, freaky government agency where it's actual just regular people right um or you're making it up because there's no way that aliens from a different planet uh, with different atmosphere different everything could possibly look just like us yeah there's no way no we are one of a kind exactly and so are they probably (laughs) yes We need to celebrate our differences yeah. because we're not all the same. Yeah. So if you're going to fake an alien abduction, <laughs> don't say that the aliens have any human-like qualities at all. Right? I mean, look at all the all the freaks in uh, Star, Star Trek and stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of them, of them are shaped like a human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know. But, I mean, mm-hmm. some of them, they go out of their way to make them look completely weird. Yeah. Like Star Trek, the original series, that little uh, dog. That had, like, a horn? No? No, okay. No. <laughs> or, like, um, Star Trek later on, the, uh, <laughs> Tribbles. The Tribbles? Mm, yeah. I was going to say Star Wars at first, and then I immediately was like, everyone in that, no one is from Earth. They all look like humans. <laughs> mm-hmm. So never mind. Well, have, um, what, Bob, Boba Fett? He was disgusting. Right? Wasn't he just the mound of... Is that the wrong <laughs> that's, person? That's uh, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt! <laughs> Boba Fett is like a, a, um, like a bounty hunter. Oh, <laughs> In like a metal armor. I obviously don't care about Star Wars. Um, obviously not. I'm a Trekkie girl. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. That's interesting because I was really into it at first and then like as soon as he mentioned the woman, I was the like... Hot. Mm. The hot alien, the hot alien woman who was into him. Yeah. No, <laughs> no fucking way. way. <laughs> but good for him for sticking by it his entire life. I mean, sure. I read, when I was looking for things, I read so many things that were like, eventually they came clean and said it was a hoax. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make up something like that, don't ever Stick come clean. Stick with, you have yeah. to have the wherewithal to keep that story going for your whole life. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jeez. That's so funny. Yeah. I love that he was like, I tried to steal something from the ship, but they caught me. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think what he did was he had, like, some kind, like, he read this story and mm-hmm. whatever that was called. He read that fiction story and then liked it. Uh-huh. And then was, like, dreaming, like, having a weird sex dream <laughs> <laughs> about... Um, some hot blonde woman, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, and he was like, you know what? I should share this story with uh, the yeah. whole world. Oh man! So instead of going the Stephanie Meyer route and writing a, a fiction series <laughs> based off of a dream, <laughs> based off of her fantasy, oh, no. uh, he he said it was real. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, that's great. That's. Fun. Yeah, I like both of our alien stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're weird. And th- but they're both very in keeping with every other alien story. You know, yes, the whole abduction, little bit of little bit of 
science experimenting, mm-hmm. and then the drop off. Being yeah, being gone for a very long time, but mm-hmm. it actually wasn't that long on Earth. Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely what I expect to happen mm-hmm. with alien uh, stuff. <laughs> alien stuff. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, check out our Instagram. Next week, we will be doing our Halloween episode. Halloween. Yeah. So we're not going to have you choose a theme. No. We already have one. Yes. Uh, so you will see and hear that later. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our next episode will be released on Halloween. Yes. Which is very exciting. I know, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, check out our Patreon uh, we still have that going. Mm-hmm. We have cool patron exclusive goodies for you. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so check that out. And I guess this is where we say, see you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye. Einstein, can you not? Einstein, we're recording. I said. Have some respect. <laughs>